Okay, welcome. So, you know, here at the Modern Revolution, uh, as we've said in all of our previous uh, episodes, you know, we like to bring you people to listen to. And my goal is to have you listen to them first rather than spend a lot of time talking about why you should be listening to them. Uh, so uh, we give you an opportunity to evaluate, to, to listen critically on your own. And then as you uh, decide whether these ideas resonate with you or not at our show notes um, that are published in a variety of places, you can then go explore their ideas more um, deeply. So we're, we're fortunate today uh, that we're gonna talk about uh, a whole host of ideas, I'm sure, with Heather Katz. And she's got a portfolio of things that she addresses in a world that's um, complicated and diverse. And we're gonna talk to her today. So Heather, I'm really grateful you were willing to take the time with us today. Uh, thanks for being here. Pete, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm really looking forward to it. I, me too. And, you know, as we've talked about on the, on the preparation leading up to the podcast, we like to ask the folks that come here to distill, you know, the work they're doing into a phrase or something as concise as possible. So I know your perspective is broad and your interests are, are varied. Um, but if you're going to kind of distill it down, Heather, what do you, what would you what would you say? What would it work? What are you doing in the world? Well, I think my primary focus is to empower and educate women, moms, busy families, and individuals as well, how to find ways to fit in healthy living, fitness, and a more balanced life in ways that really are practical and doable and not overwhelming, because I think people sometimes think it's too big and can't take it on and find it to be overwhelming. So my goal is to distill it down and make it simple and doable for everyone. In, you know, I don't know there's ever been a time that uh, people haven't said like, there's just, how do I um, take care of all the different things, you know, in, in my life, like balance is maybe an unachievable, you know, uh, goal, but in the last, so we're talking, you know, this is April, 2021. And should you be listening in some distant future, we're all coming out of the trauma of like, well, what does it mean to have, to have a, a, a level of health that's ill-prepared if you're attacked, <laughs> right? I mean, we have the consequences of, um, of, of being attacked physically in our health in this country in a way that, that none of us have ever felt before. So you have you have given yourself a, a, an interesting and a complex and a big problem to solve. So when you talk about the road to empowerment, how do you describe the problem you're trying to solve uh, in in the world? So you you have a goal, and, and that's addressing what problem as uh, best you can describe it. I think the problem that I'm trying to address is really helping people to find that path you know, kind of clearing clearing the path through the trees for them. There's so much information out there. There's so much that we can do to be healthier and right. so much that we may want to do to be healthier. But again, I'm, I'm really one of, you know, a simplistic approach, keep it simple right. and not full of overwhelm and distill it down to what your main goals are, what your main focuses are. And 
you know, make it something that is just able to be added to your everyday life. We, we all know how busy we are sure. and I can't add more to a busy person's plate. I need to somehow assimilate right. it with what's already on their plate and make it fit. So right. that's really the problem that I'm solving, if you will, really trying to make it that doable and practical, but make it that accessible and make it that not, not overwhelming um, addition to our lives so that health can be just a part of our days. Yeah. Just a part of how we function and become a part of who we are as whole people. So, uh, I mean, it kind of begs the question, right? Like um, the people that come to you, do they come to you in crisis where they, when you say the words overwhelm, like they, uh, they know that um, they don't have a road out or are they more, uh, proactive and just like, listen, I know I need to figure out how to do this and I need a guide. Like, uh, do you find yourself having to calm people down and then instruct them or do, do people just come to you and they're like, okay, teach me how to do this? I think it's a little bit of both. I, well, so in the personal training specifically, you get people who are very goal specific. Right. And you, it might be an athlete who maybe fell off the wagon a little bit and just needs that guidance to get back or isn't reaching their numbers and their goals. Right. But of course, as you mentioned earlier, we're, we're, this is 2021, we're coming out of the, a pandemic. Well, I, we're still in the middle of it, really, if you think about it globally, but we're in the middle of this pandemic and people have fallen into old habits, new, found new habits and feeling like they need some help climbing out. But I also think that it's been a time because we've faced what you described as kind of this health crisis or, or a situation where we want to have good health because of the external um, health yeah. presentations that might be coming into our, our lives. We want to be as healthy as we can. So then you're getting that other side of it where people are realizing, whoa, I've got A, B, C and, and D health conditions and I need to be healthier because I want to be with my grandkids. I don't want to get sick, you know, any number of things. So they come with all of those to the table. So you, you kind of see both. You see those who are in crisis and you see those who really have big goals. And then you see those who are really just in the overwhelm. And you know, I, I don't know what happened to myself. And, and, sure. and I know you know how to get me from A to B or at least A to A and a half and you help me and, and guide me along. So I think that it's, it's a good combination of all. And I'm fortunate in that we're in Maine. The pandemic has been pretty mild here. I mean, mild in all um, relativity. That means that even though we had to take a break, we've largely been in person at first. We were outside, but I, I've been able to be one-on-one -on -one with clients and then you know, smaller groups and so on like that. And so that's been great. We haven't had to stop and you know, had been able to get them into the fitness facility doing what they need to do, getting them that hands-on care and really working with them, you know, one-on-one -on -one rather than through a screen, which there's, there's benefits to both, but it's been nice yeah. to be able to continue that hands-on time. Yeah. I, I, I want to, um, I want to get into like how you found your, your internal roadmap in this direction. But I, before I do that, I think that I'm, I'm just curious because you are working with people in a variety of different ways and um, in ordinary in less less extraordinary circumstances not in pandemics there often are a trigger to have people address their health where they may see somebody um, close to them get sick they may be sick themselves 
there, there might be, but we've um, all been living in this world of uh, the, <laughs> where people have been dying. So many people have been dying that I think it's forced these issues differently before. And I'm curious because maybe you could describe a little bit of the different ways you work with people. Cause I know athletic training is just one among many. Um, like what, what's been the, the most common way somebody's come to find you uh, in the last uh, year? I mean, what um, of the different ways you work with people, what's been the, the most common way someone said, okay, here's where I'd like to start my journey with you? Right. Well, again, so of course I work with people locally. I have, I'm fortunate enough to work at um, our local YMCA and a Boys and Girls Club and love the community aspect of it. I'm, you know, my husband works in our community and now I work in our community. I was a stay-at-home mom for many years. So of course I was always in the community, but it's just very fulfilling to now be out there, you know, with, with these people who I've interacted with over, over all of these years doing and supporting them in their health. So of course, if you're local to me, you can find me there. I, over the course of this past year, I have been building more of a presence online Interestingly enough, you know, in the pandemic where so many people pivoted to online, my business was more active locally. So it's, it's just how things are for, for right. each individual. But I love the online piece because I can reach more people mm -hmm. and I can reach people, you know, who may not have access to, you know, if you live in a more rural area, we have that in Maine. Um, yeah. And I can also reach people, of course, globally and connect with them. So right. finding me, you know, on any of the social media channels and all so on and so forth. And on my website, all of which will be in the show notes. We don't certainly need to focus on that. That's right. where to find me. And, you know, I, I love that I've gotten to balance both sides, you know, the in-person and the, and the online. And it's just been, it's been a fascinating process of supporting people. And I support people as a health coach, as a personal trainer. And I also am a yoga instructor yeah. which brings in kind of a whole different side to my business, a more holistic approach. Right. I've always been holistic in my approach with my health and my family's health. Right. But you know, with, with, with the yoga and the mindfulness and you know, the essential oils and you know, the energy medicine and all of that that is incorporated in, when appropriate, I bring that in and work with my clients using those, those modalities as well, which, which I love. Yeah. But yeah, and that, not that everybody is ready for that. And that was sort of what I guess my question was leaning towards it was, I mean, athletic training, there's a certain group of people who think of themselves as athletic. So they may come to you because they're they they have the language of athletic training, but yoga is its own language, and people come to you perhaps to learn yoga in a different way. So I was wondering, did you see were people coming to you more? as a health coach, as a yoga instructor, or an athletic trainer? I mean, you have so many different ways that you help people. Was it, was it, was the distribution of people coming to you different this year than previously or were more or less the same? Well, so I'm not a good example of what happened before because I was in transition in my career. Okay. Before the pandemic. So I became certified end of 20, 17, 2018, I think I'm trying to think of, no, no, it was end of 2018 going into 2019. So set up, you know, my, my website, but I was still teaching at that time. I was a reading teacher prior to that, you know, many years ago before kids, I was a right. stay-at-home mom for 16 years. I was, um, you know, I was a classroom teacher, a classroom elementary school teacher. So I was teaching reading, trying to figure out if I really was ready to 
take the plunge into a new career. Cause that's, that's kind of a big deal when you're, you know, I'm going to age myself, you know, I, I it was, it was in my mid forties at that time and sure. making a big career change is, is wonderful and exciting, but it's also a bit of a, you know, an undertaking. So I, I tried the reading, teaching again, love the kids. I still work with kids. I still teach children. I teach yoga to kids and I also teach an online class. that's normally outdoors, but anyway, that, so I was transitioning and then over the course of that next year, it was slowly building. And then I was hired right after, you know, the lockdowns ended here in Maine in the pandemic. So I wasn't even a certified um, personal trainer until last summer. So I'm so, not a good example of what happened before and what's I happening now. So you, you, I mean, you've had a, a life that's, you know, you've been down these various roads that, um, you know, you were focused on different things at different portions in your life. So as we talk about the, the problem you're trying to solve in the world um, and you deciding to, to focus your energy um, for simplifying people's journey into, you know, deepening their, their own health, did that come to you in an instant where you would like get snapped into focus? This is what I wanted to do. Or did that build as you were, you know, as you spend time as a stay-at-home mom that has its own, you know, set of things that you deal dealt with, I'm sure that were different than when you had both your role as a mother and as a teacher. Um, so when you decided, hey, this is what I want to do, how did you make that decision? Was it slow or was it fast? And and what what was it? I think it was something that I always was passionate about, just health, wellness, fitness. I was fortunate enough to grow up in the Pacific Northwest. I have a mother and a father who are both in the health professional industry. So, you know, my, my mom's a nurse, dad's a doctor. So I grew up just in a family where health was a value. And we also were very active you know, in the Pacific Northwest, skiing, biking, hiking. Yeah. And then I became a competitive athlete myself. I played soccer. I became a competitive runner. Then I became a competitive triathlete. And you know the value and the importance of being healthy when you're in that situation. Because when when you let your health habits slide, your performances sure. don't improve. So you know, I, I figured that out as a as a teenager in an early twenties. But um, what happened then is that you know I, I loved kids. I went into teaching. You have kids and and what was I always doing? I was always reading about health and ways to make our family healthier, ways to be healthier, ways to be a better runner, ways, ways to do this. My friends started coming to me and asking me, so Heather, you know, I'd, I'd like to work on this. Can you give me suggestions? And, and that's what they say. They say, when your friends start asking you about something, you know, it's probably what you should be doing. So I, I always had this undercurrent of this being my passion and my love, but I, you know, I couldn't put that into play in my mid twenties when I was, you know, getting sure. my degree for a teacher. It just was later that I think it became more relevant because I think I needed to grow as a person. I think I needed to, you know, also see like what we see as moms and parents when we're, you know, in the trenches and here you, you know, you come from being an athlete who has all the time in the world, then you have a child and you have to find the way to balance it. Sure. And that is really where it struck me as this is, this can be challenging, but yet I'm going to find a way because I am so I'm so in love with how I feel when I exercise and I'm going to find a way to do that with my kids, with our family, incorporate it in, you know, I, I, my kids still make fun of me for, you know, bringing the groceries in, doing lunges, holding the bags of groceries, you know, things like that. Like, how do you fit in fitness when you're a busy mom? Well, that's one of the ways I did it, you right. know, baby in the front pack doing squats. And that, that may be something that, that makes us chuckle, but at the same time, 
you know, sometimes you, when you're in the trenches, you're in the survival mode. You're like, all right, I'm going to do it and I'm going to make it happen. And so I think that's really where it came to my, came to the forefront where, you know, I really realized that I did have, I'm not, I don't know that I would call it a gift, but it's more of just like this inner drive and desire to learn how to do it and, and make it happen and, and make it a reality for, for myself and then share it with others because there's nothing more that I would want to do than to help others be healthy. Yeah, so it sounds like, I mean, you had a, a set of, of, of values and, and experiences that kind of showed the value of what you want to bring to other people that started early in life. And now you, you come to having made this shift with all this richness of, you know, different types of careers, different types of experiences that surely will make you more, more potent in your helping of people than it would have otherwise. Because, you know, when I look at 20 year old athletes coaching uh, you know, I'm a 50 year old man and there our perspectives are different. And, um, I, I don't know that, um, that that's like the best fit for me. You know, I prefer somebody, who, uh, I was a competitive athlete along the way. Um, somebody who has a little more, you know, broader range of experiences that sometimes you're in great shape. And sometimes there are times when you can't be in peak shape and there's reasons for that. Uh, so when you think about like this problem that you're working on, um, there's a, a lot of things obviously come to mind, but like, what are the forces, what are the strongest forces that keep people in their current situation versus on their own, finding their way to what you're trying to teach them anyway? What, what's in the way for people generally? I think in a general sense, a lot of it goes back to the busy lives that we lead and the need for convenience and Mm -hmm. speed, for lack of a better word, when it comes to how we live our lives. You know, we need something that's going to be, it's going to happen quickly, that we can eat quickly and reach for. And so I think that it's easy to fall into the, you know, grabbing of the convenience foods, eating out, um, you know, and that what that leads to, unfortunately, is more consumption of processed foods. And then that becomes comfortable because, you know, it's, it's done for me. It's that immediate gratification. Um, they, it's, and that, that, that serves a purpose in everybody's life, of course. I mean, we've all, we've all eaten microwave meals and so on. And there's, and there are some very, very good ones, but when we, when we get into, eating too much of those types of foods and being so busy and consumed with what we're doing, sure. then we don't have the time and the space to slow down and say, okay, is this really what's best for me? Uh, you know, is this really, you know, serving me? And I also think that we are creatures of habit. Humans are, are ha- habitual in what we do. And also, you know, it's kind of like the object in motion stays in motion, but the object not in motion stops. So if, if we're talking about inactivity it's easy to settle into that sure watching your shows you know you go to work you work a long day you come home and you know you you know you cook a quick meal and then you sit down and you watch whatever's on tv and 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 i'm not saying that we all do that because that's a really big generalization but 
it people can fall into that, especially when we're in, you know, 2021, where there's less to do right now out and about in our lives. You know, we're we're looking for something, we're craving that interaction. Well, the TV serves as a good, a good source of that. And hopefully that will start coming out of that. But even before we were in this situation with the pandemic, I, I think that people love, you know, that the comfort of the couch and the home and the and the simplicity of things. That doesn't mean that, of course, during during these times, people weren't cooking fantastic meals and sourdough starters and all kinds of things went crazy. Sure. But I think that it it if you can pick a problem that I see as an undercurrent in a lot of the clients that I work with, it's that you know I'm, I'm too busy to be healthy. I'm too busy to figure out how to lift weights. I'm too busy to you know fit in the cardio. And and it's it's just again finding that way to make it hopefully convenient and. And hopefully something that they will add to their schedule, just like they would, you know, the the meeting that they have on Zoom for the tenth time that week, you know. So it's that that's really the goal is is breaking from those habits. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think you know that expression, the tyranny of the urgent. I mean, we we all um, have the responsibilities that we have to attend to, and and that that creates um, certainly rhythms to our lives. And the health of the country is different than it was fifty years ago. Obesity and diabetes are the canaries in the coal mines for me. And we just have different rates of obesity and, and type two diabetes than we've had <clears throat> at other times in our history. And, uh, <clears throat> and I feel like that the, the nature of the person didn't change, but the person's circumstances change. So you're kind of coming up against a lot. So when we talk about challenging assumptions, you know, you're asking people to do things differently. So what assumptions are you challenging in a person's life when they come saying, I want to achieve something different. I'd like to live differently than I'm living. Um, what's the hardest thing to overcome from they think about things as this is a law, you know, like an assumption that I have. You're saying, no, it's actually not. It's something you can change. How would you describe that? Well, that's an interesting question. I think that, I think people assume that they maybe don't have it within themselves to change. You know, oh, I'm so much older than when I was, you know, an athlete back in high school or, you know, oh, I, you know, I hurt my knee and I can't do this. And, you know, they, they place these limitations on themselves and it's all in our minds. Right. And I think that assumption that I can't, or I used to, but I'm not sure that I can, or, you know, I've, I've gained so much or I've, changed in my health so much, I don't think I can do it. It's, it's really challenging that and getting them to say, look, what if we did two simple things between now and next week? Right. And, you know, you can pick any health related thing. We'll, 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 we'll use the example of let's drink more water. Yeah. So I want you to drink three full glasses of water before each meal. Right. And then, you know, we'll pick one other thing. Yeah. You know, I like the, for people who are busy, I like the micro workouts. I want you to walk three 10 minute sessions. It can be morning, noon, and night. It can be, you know, whatever works for you in your schedule, just micro workouts, get something in. And then they realize, all right, I can, I can achieve this. And they start to see the little changes. And then it starts to be a bit of a water, you know, a trickle of the waterfall. And then, you know, the rain comes and we start to see, you know, the waterfall really come in its full force when they add more. So, Right. That that's where I like to start with people is is I'm not going to give them a list of 10 things that they're going to do between now and next week or now and two weeks from now when we meet. 
it's going to be, you know, just that challenging that assumption that they can't or that they're too far this or too much this or too big or too small or too weak or anything. And just saying, nope, you're where you are now, but what simple things can we do now and get you on that path? And then they start to realize what they're capable of and the magic starts to happen. Yeah, I like it. I mean, so essentially they come to you with, they want to do the, they want to change and yet their assumption is they can't change. And so you're working with them to say, you are the impulse that brought you here. You should trust because we can find a way to do this. If you give in to the notion that uh, you can actually do it. I, I, I turned 50 in uh, September of last year, which is the same week I started my jujitsu career. So I'm the oldest uh, jujitsu athlete in my uh, jujitsu gym. I was never very flexible to begin with. And I'm less flexible at 50 than I was at uh, 20. And I roll with a lot of young, strong guys who uh, beat me up pretty regularly, but it was um, something that I was, didn't know that I, if I could do it or not. And then, you know, I just took a similar incremental approach. So I know what it feels like to feel like I can't do something like your, your clients come to you and what it feels like to make that, you know, incremental slow progress. Cause I'm a slow learner in this new discipline of mine. When you talk about making a micro change or a small change or, or one change, uh, you talked about water. It, even with folks that don't you know, listen and decide to engage with you, if you were gonna pick a small behavioral change that um, you feel like, you know what, pretty much everybody would benefit from, from doing this a little more or, tr or trying this, what, what's a small change that you feel like people would benefit from? to move in the direction that you're guiding people when they work with you closely? Well, if, in addition to the water and the micro workouts, I think probably, I mean, we have to talk about what we eat and what we put on our plates and what we put in our bodies. And, you know, of course we could go into all kinds of conversations about this. It's a, that's a whole topic in and of itself. It could be a, a whole series on your podcast. But for me, the biggest thing, it, it, it's actually a lesson from Steve Jobs. So somebody said that, you know, did you ever notice that Steve always wore the same thing every day? You know, he wore his black turtleneck, his jeans, and then he put a suit coat over it when he needed to dress up a little bit more. And how does that relate to food? Well, so that's his uniform. And we all do that to a certain degree when we are, you know, working or working out or wherever you, you know, you have a similar outfit that you wear. Well, take that to the kitchen. So, Yes, we as humans love variety and it's fantastic to go, you know, to the, the potluck picnics that we'll hopefully have again someday and, and enjoy, you know, the, the beautiful buffet of foods that you have. But when it comes to our daily lives, we need that simplicity that Steve Jobs had. We need to, you know, kind of have a variation on a theme. And so I, I recommend that approach when it comes to your breakfast and your lunch and your dinner. Um, you know, find something you like but how can you have a variation on a theme? All right, so do you like, you like rice? Well, okay, do, then do maybe do some bulgur the next time and then some quinoa the next time. And you know, what do you like for your protein? Okay, so maybe you're, you know, maybe you're a vegetarian and you want, you know, you want your beans with, you know, beans with your rice, or you know, maybe you love chicken or fish, whatever it is, and make that a variation on a theme where you're keeping it simple so you're not overwhelming yourself. And of course we have to fit in the fruits and veggies, but you know, do you like them steamed? Do you like them sauteed with some olive oil? But then vary what you're putting in there. You know, today put some almonds in with them. 
you know, tomorrow you can put in you know, some sunflower seeds and a little bit of garlic. And so a variation on the theme makes eating become less overwhelming. And it makes it so that you can, you know, fill that plate in the way that you know you should, but not go crazy with, you know, finding the next perfect recipe and, oh, it's Taco Tuesday. And then it's got to be, you know, we've got to have the fantastic meal every day of the week. It doesn't have to be that way. Give yourself some grace, make it a simple thing, work within parameters that you like and really, you know, use Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs example as a great yeah. one, because I think he, you know, he lends so much into, you know, just that simple approach. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's much argument with the notion that your health is going to start with your food, and you, you know, the idea that you, everybody, I think, is in agreement. You're not going to outrun a bad diet. You're not going to outwork out a bad diet, and the foundation of your health, uh, you know, largely does that. But that's so complicated, and and that notion of just being conscious of what you're eating is like often uh, like a key, right? Because people, the opposite of Steve Jobs, they're eating, you know, we talk about convenience, they're eating what's available to them rather than making choices, but that does become overwhelming. So that suggestion of like, hey, just try to find a way to work your way into a more conscious, healthy way of eating by starting with something that you know you'll like. So there's a reward that goes into that baked in and then you can work your way out to learning to be a better cook. But um, being involved with the preparation of your food, for me, <clears throat> I'm in 100% agreement. I don't see any way back into a healthier country that doesn't start with, you know, being the, the first chef in your life and not outsourcing that to um, the restaurants. It's just, I just don't see any way into a healthier country that doesn't have that involved it. So I, I think that's smart. And I think it's smart to, to get people to uh, have a Steve Jobs approach to cooking, because then you don't have to think about, I need to be a better cook. You have to think about, I need to cook one or two things well that I like, that will be my uh, black turtleneck of eating uh, for the next, um, you know, however long. We're, we're moving into just a, a quick, um, you know, a chance to talk about what you've accomplished in your life. And, and I'm, you know, I'm curious when you want other people to know, you know, the accomplishments of your life, what's one thing that you would want associated with you? Like what's an accomplishment where someone thinks it had a cats, they're like, uh, you want them to take this particular accomplishment into their consciousness when they think about you? Well, we touched on a lot of them during the conversation. I think that, you know, if you were to talk about the right here and the right now, for me, it's been, it's been a wonderful journey of, you know, finding myself again at age 40-ish, I, I guess I would say. So we, we have three children and it's a bit of a backstory to get to the answer. And our, our third child was a wonderful surprise. He was our surprise. And I love this story because I, I was older and more relaxed. And so I did things a little differently, you know, finally used the cloth diapers I should have used all along, you know, did the hypnobirthing, all the things that I couldn't do when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And so he allowed me to kind of step into who I was really meant to be, not only as a mom, I was a better mom to all three of our kids because of him at, coming at age 40, but also as a person, because then I really got in touch with, how am I going to go back 
you know, to a career that I'm not sure I want to go back to. So then it was that self-evaluation and self-development and, um, you know, personal development, just developing myself and then taking on the career change. And I really don't think that I would have been able to do all of that had I not had that time period of reevaluation. So I think that, you know, I am proud of the fact that I, you know, I, I, I didn't just dip my toe in the water and get the certification and then the other certification and then start the career. I mean, I really did. I just, I, I really went in full on to this new career. And, you know, I, it's interesting being in the fitness industry when you're in your now, you know, later forties, because you're right, everybody's young. And, you know, I work with a lot of 24 year olds. My boss is half my age. Now she's extremely qualified and she's got a lot on her resume, but I, thankfully I look young for my age that at least helps, but uh, it's just, it's interesting. But at the same time, I have never felt like I wasn't embraced because I come with, like you talked about before that, that knowledge of the past, just like you're going into your jujitsu classes with that knowledge of the past and your past experiences, you're going to bring something different to those classes than somebody who's in their, you know, teens and twenties would. So for me to be in this situation and you know, it's been a, it's a slow process for me to get to this success because I still am a part-time mom and I work part-time, but to be at the point where I really am seeing now more of the online clients and, and working hands-on with our clients locally or at our, at our YMCA, you know, it's, it's just, it's been thrilling for me and I love it. And, you know, sometimes I burn the candle at both ends, you know, I'm up early for training sessions and then doing online sessions in the evenings, but it's my passion and I love it. And I'm thrilled that I get the opportunity to do this. I originally set a goal of helping, you know, hundred families to be healthy in this calendar year. That was, you know, kind of, bef I guess that was last calendar year. So, you know, kind of like in the calendar year starting, um, you know, midway through the year. And will I exactly reach that goal? I, I don't know that I will, but I think it's kind of that vision of, you know, who can I help? How can I help them? Where are they? And, and how can I, how can they find me? And how can we work together to to help them reach their goals? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like in terms of accomplishments you want to be associated with. I mean, you you had a vision of yourself and your life and an interest uh, that you wanted to pursue, and you did it. I mean, not everybody um, follows that part of them that says this is actually who I was. I'm becoming who I meant to be, and I'm taking a, a more direct route to that. Because I think um, you know many people are constrained by their notion of responsibility and that they they can't uh, figure out how to balance their practical responsibilities with what they perceive to be perhaps their higher calling. And um, sounds like the confluence of your internal compass that said this is the direction, and then you know your external circumstances as uh, the third child entered your life that. Um, between the two of you, it reoriented you in your proper direction. And that's, uh, you know, what a blessing that is, how, how perfect. Um, it was, we didn't know it at the time, but. <laughs> sometimes the surprises are the, you know, those are the greatest teachers. When there's a lot of places to find you, but maybe you could just, we'll put uh, in, in the show notes, uh, we will put ways to reach you. But if there was one place in particular you wanted people to find out about you, where um, where would you like them to look? Well, so I would say go to Facebook because I'm, I have both a, a Facebook page and a Facebook group, but some people aren't on Facebook. So I'd say if either Facebook or Instagram are great places to find me, I'm active on both. 
And I do have, you know, my business is called Balanced Wellness Within. So of course you can find my website. It's that, it's just that. And that'll all be in the show notes, but yeah, both on, on both social media platforms and you can reach out to me there. Of course, you know, just like all of us, I have a free gift, you know, things that you can find workouts online that you can, you know, you can view and, and take advantage of. And you know, I, I really look forward to connecting with people. And like I said, reaching, reaching as many people as I can. And hopefully my, my story and my approach resonates with many of your listeners. Okay. So balancewellnesswithin.com, it might be the easiest way to get to, if you're on Instagram, that's your preferred way of learning about you. You can find that handle there and Facebook. Exactly. And so that's, um, well, Heather, thank you for letting me uh, ask you these questions and share your story with our our audience. I appreciate it uh, very much. It's It's been fun to listen to you know, your journey, your journey seems like um, you're looking to connect with people to help them navigate something that you've experienced, which is there's nothing better than a guide that's been through the journey themselves. So it's true. It's true. Well, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much, Pete. It was really great to, to, to meet you online and chat with you and, and be a part of your world today. I'm, I'm grateful. Well, today's modern revolutionary is Heather Katz, and she's moving us forward. And like others we've talked to, you know, she has a clear-eyed idea of the problem she's trying to wrestle with the world and, and how to bring, um, you know, bring her solutions into, into focus for other people. It takes bravery to bring your, your thoughts and your words to the arena of, you know, the public. And, um, and, and we respect her bravery and, and are grateful for it. And I hope that when you look at what she's doing, that it's an inspiration uh, to you, that you bring your ideas to the world. Also, don't keep them locked away because the modern revolution needs us all. Thank you. The show notes for this show and all our shows can be found at themodernrevolution.com. So please go there where you can check out the show notes and learn more about our guests and see some of our fun videos like Tell Big Soda to Piss Off. The Modern Revolution is a production of A Well-Run Life. In A Well-Run Life, we have an additional podcast by the same name, A Well-Run Life, and it's three minutes long. And should you be interested in some of our additional ideas, Peter Dealey, myself, I have a book called The Leadership Miracle, and it's 35 minutes and it's on audible.com for $3.95, so you can check us out there as well. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the next episode.